Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. You can follow us on Twitter at Ethos Pelicans at Lyle Swithenbank, L Y L E S W I T H E N B A N K, as in bank. If you're joining us after a, uh, a hiatus, welcome back. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. If you're um, a long time listener, hello old friend, and uh, good to have you all here. Now, I realise that I just don't ever say hello to people listening, and um, how rude of me. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm Lyle, I am from Perth, Western Australia, Pell's fan, and uh, I thought this would be a good time for me to just um, reintroduce myself, since we're at the um, pointy end of the season now, the first game of the playoffs, we had the play-in, you know, you've heard me just about run through a brick wall for this team throughout the season. And uh, now we're in the pointy end. The Well, the playoff Pelicans. It began against the Phoenix Suns uh, last night, I guess it was for me. It was today, this morning. Uh, Easter Sunday game. And happy Easter to everyone out there. And beautiful Easter Monday here in Perth. Anyway, I digress. Uh, the Pelicans fall short against the first seed Suns, 110-99. to the Pelicans rallied from a, a big deficit, scoring only a meager 34 points in the first half, uh, 30% shooting and um, hot shooting tail-up Suns that just decided that they wanted to slap us from pillar to post. Third quarter happened, and as we know our, our Pels like to do, they rallied, uh, fought back, and made it a very interesting game with only a few minutes to go. We were within five until uh, Chris Paul took over, and the rest was history. Now, we'll break down the quarter-by-quarter quarter shortly, but just off the off the top, we've talked about this. You know, we had an episode called We're Not Meant to Be Here, and the fact that we are, and we've defied all odds, and, uh, you know, beaten two very good sides in the Spurs and the Clippers, and, and then got ourselves in this situation, to then come out here and not be embarrassed, I mean... I probably should change the name of the episode because it shows that we're absolutely meant to be here and that we're happy to hang with them. You know, the first quarter jitters, and or first half jitters, I guess, uh, where shots weren't falling. We were working out what these sons wanted to do. They were running some interesting uh, defenses against Brandon and, and CJ and making it difficult. And, and easy shots that we've been making all year just weren't falling. And, you know, it's that's basketball sometimes. Make and miss league. Make or miss league, even. And... Um, when the shots don't fall, it makes it very hard to win games. Now, would we have liked to have had more than 34 points and a half? Absolutely. But when you rally back and you know get 37 in the third quarter, well, 
It puts you in a, a succe- uh, position to succeed. And unfortunately, we, we were out-muscled, we were outplayed by a very good side and a very good coaching staff, and we uh, we had to fight fight through it. And the fact that we didn't let go of the rope and get beaten by 30 points is a testament to the guys. They fought really hard, they adjusted, they listened to what schemes they wanted to put on these on the Suns and and uh, and reacted accordingly. And, and being able to have two big quarters in the second half was just really, really impressive. And I'm happy with the guys for being able to respond the way they did. So, what did we see? First quarter, we were just woeful, honestly. The ball wouldn't go in. Uh, we were missing easy shots. And Phoenix get out to a bit of a lead. Uh, shots for them were, were looking easy. You know, they were getting out. We were taking some longer shots. They would get out and transition. Uh, just easy jump shots and easy layups and things that are our bread and butter weren't going down. Free throws were woeful. We couldn't hit any free throws when we were getting fouled. And we found ourselves staring down the barrel of a gun and, and you know, really needing to reflect in that next quarter. The problem is is that we just didn't respond in that in that next quarter. While we defended a little bit better, 18 to 25, keeping that uh, that lead a little bit smaller than perhaps they wanted, it was the Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton show. They did whatever they wanted. Mikhail Bridges and, and Crowder defended the absolute living daylights out of our stars, and we just weren't able to get going. It, 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 honestly, it was... Um, it was pretty tough to watch, and silly mistakes like fouls on three-point attempts, and uh, it was CJ that did that at one point, and there was turnovers and silly passes and close to getting eight seconds, and in addition, all of the calls were going the other way. That's how it felt, is that every time we get a bit of momentum, the refs decided to intervene and, and would call a silly ticky-tack foul on either Herb or... Uh, B.I. or one of those other guys that that were copping fouls and it made it so difficult. Jackson Hayes copped a couple of silly ones as well and while we know that we're not going to get the rub of the whistle, this is the playoffs now and you either let people play like they were at one end or you're going to officiate everything. It's got to be consistent and I mean that's the biggest gripe that I had and that's all I'll talk about the refs today because they make my blood boil as we know but uh, it was a really hard fought uh come back that second quarter, oh, pardon me, third quarter after the half, they obviously got their uh, ass into gear and were probably sternly reminded that they're not going to embarrass the Pelicans fans and that, and that they wanted to be here and that they have just as much reason to beaten the Suns before, you know, uh, and they weren't anything special. Um, they really weren't anything, they weren't world beaters, you know, I, I wouldn't be they were good, but it took the individual brilliance of Chris Paul to really put us to bed in that last quarter. So um, thirty, the other guys came out in, in quarter three, the second line, as we've been calling them, the bench brigade, and were fantastic. They worked together. They were communicating. They were causing turnovers. They were causing missed shots. They were uh, blitzing at the right time, and their drop coverage started to work a little bit better. And that's with Larry Nance in there, Trey Murphy, uh, Jose Alvarado was very good. And um, I recall who was else in there, but there was a, a, oh, Najee, pardon me. And, you know, all of those guys were playing together. They were playing with intensity and it, it gave us that opportunity to go on a run. And you 
you chip away, chip away, chip away. You don't have to just splash threes. You just, you know, hit singles. And and that's what we did in that quarter. And it, and it shocked the Phoenix Suns because I think they thought that it was all over at halftime. I thought they came out and were like, oh, yeah, we'll get this done. And we slapped them around. And all of a sudden, the starters have to come back in. Chris Paul, at the start of the fourth quarter, had to go on a 15, I think it was a 15-0 run uh, that he went on by getting switches on Larry Nance and, and the like and, and hitting big shot after big shot after big shot. And we, we know, I mean, we, we've we seen it. We've lived it. Uh, having a guy like that on your team, even at 36 years old, he's, he's one of the all-time great point guards. He took over the game, was hitting the ball. Apparently, it was Jamal Crawford who told him to shoot the ball at halftime, so thanks for that. Um, we appreciate you really getting him going. But he did. He took over. He took control of the game. And that's what a point guard needs to do. That's what the, the Hall of Famers do. And that's uh, that's how they pulled away. Uh, that run really uh, stopped us. We were within five points. And it looked like we were up and about. And we had that. And Herb then got this like ghost momentum foul. That Oh, he didn't end up getting a foul. But it was a stoppage that the... Um, the refs wanted to look at because DeAndre Ayton was, I don't know, sniped from the back row or something and had to fall to the ground only to return directly after the refs decided to have a look at it, which was just bizarre. Herb Jones jumped in front of Ayton to get to his player and accidentally hit him in the chin. And Ayton thought he'd had the side of his head blown out because he was rolling around and, oh, what was me? And like that sort of carry on is just ridiculous. You know, if Herb wanted, and then you get this like, oh, it was deliberate Reggie Miller in the broadcast, apparently. I was listening to Bally Sports, but uh, said that he was trying to do it deliberately. I was like, son, if Herb Jones wanted to hit DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton wouldn't be rolling around holding his head. He'd be asleep. So, you know, make that what you will. <laughs> he would have hit him a, a bit harder if you wanted to take him out of the game. So, all of that sort of uh, rhetoric about that is just, by the by, I don't bind any of that sort of carry on at all. So, uh, all in all, a tough game, but a lot to take from it. I mean, you shoot thirty-seven point nine percent from the field. You have ninety-nine shot, uh, ninety-five shot attempts. They had seventy-eight and shot fifty-three percent. I mean, have a think about that. How's the second chance points, offensive rebounds? We had twenty-five. And just couldn't convert. Underneath the rim, we were woeful. At one point, I think it was 6 of 32 in the paint, which you, you cannot have. You just cannot have against a team. If they're giving you those opportunities and ability to get hold of them, Jonas had massive, I think he had 13 offensive rebounds, uh, 25 rebounds overall. You've got to finish him. And it was probably his worst game, despite having so many boards. And, you know, the stat sheet probably lied a little bit because he was... He was missing easy ones. And after the game, he said the same thing. I've got to make shots. And it wasn't just him. McCollum was bad. Uh, bad percentage. He got 25 points. Took him 25 shots to get there. Brandon was woeful. He had 19. But again, bad percentages. And all of the guys, they know they need to go and adjust. Uh, you know, we went and shot 69% from free throws. You left eight free throws at, uh, at the line. And most of them probably in the first half. These execution things are not necessarily something that is uh, that the Suns are doing right. It's our own mental uh, execution. And when you're down the stretch and, and you get to the line and you've got to hit free throws, you've got to hit them. 
you have to. You have to take those free points because that's 11 points, all right? You leave eight free throws there. Say you only miss two. All of a sudden, what, you're only down by five, six points, four points even because you hit your free throws. You hit one more three and all of a sudden it's tied. You know, the maths probably doesn't check out on that, but you get the gist, is that execution in these games, you don't get second chances, and they gave us 25 second chances on this, uh, and we and we, given those offensive rebounds and the extra possessions, and we didn't take advantage of it. So that was the real disappointing thing, I think, that uh, the room for improvement is there. Uh, I think we all saw it. I don't get up in arms about this game because... You've had to go from New Orleans to San Antonio to Los Angeles to Arizona. While that's not a big flight, I still hate going on airplanes. I know I feel lousy after going on them, so I'm sure professional athletes do as well. No one's going to make excuses for them to be tired or anything. You've got to be ready to go. It's the playoffs. Um, but we saw it. In that first half, we were a bit jittery. We were a bit up and about, you know, making silly passes, ooh, pass to one another. Uh, and we saw that. It settled down in the second half and we went to work. And what needs to happen is that we don't get ourselves in a situation where you have to claw out of a 25-point deficit or whatever it was in the second half. It's all well and good to get down early, but teams like that, you know, they're 48-0 and zero when they lead at three-quarter time this season. It's a pretty good stat and it's pretty tough to then, uh, pretty low percentage to then, you know, respond. So really got to, Make sure that we close that gap and, and keep the arm wrestle alive uh, longer into the into the game. Turnovers, we did all right. 13, they had nine points off turnovers. However, they got 21 off the 13 turnovers. So that's the issue is that you turn these live balls over and they kill you in transition. Devin Booker in the three-point percentage in transition is just ruthless. We saw it. They were getting out, they were running, and whereas we turned their nine turnovers into eight points. And so... When you do manage to turn the ball over, you need to exploit it. And that comes with playing in pace, playing with transition, being uh, being aware of who's in front of you or who's behind you, attacking the basket. We don't need to just shoot threes. And what we hit nine in this game, which is pretty good for us, nine of 23, they were 10 of 28, so there was no big disparity there. But if you give them an opportunity to punish you easily, they will. And we saw that 21 points off turnovers. You change that, you halve it, you win the game. You know? Transition defense is going to be huge in this, and it all starts at that defensive end, whether that is in transition or whether it's setting, getting you set up, getting the communication together, and running your defensive scheme properly and with intensity and making it difficult for them to get to where they want to be. So, um, all in all, tough game, tough game. But we head over to the box score, and this will again probably enlighten us a bit as to the shooting percentages. Uh, 43 minutes for McCollum. He had 25 points. Apparently dealing with a gastric bug or something. It's a bit crook in the guts. Get him some ginger tea and get his guts settled because um, he was woeful with his decision-making in this one. Uh, made some bad passes. Also, was only 9 of 25, 36%. 3 of 8. He was forcing it a bit until the second half where he was a bit better, but... Yeah, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. And it feels bad criticizing a guy, well, you know, not giving some of their roses for getting 25 points. The problem is, is when you do it on 25 shots, it makes it pretty tough. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 
18 points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal, six of 17. You know, another inefficient game for him. Uh, we haven't seen many of those recently. He usually gets to what he wants to do. But when you've got Mikael Bridges and, and uh, Jay Crowder in front of you all day, every day, and then Chris Paul with his sneaky hands coming in to slap it out when you're trying to lay the ball in, it makes it tough. Uh, Jonas, a, a, a bad game in quotation marks. Box score, I mean, fantasy, he'd be fantastic. 18 points, 25 rebounds, 3 assists, four, uh, sorry, 7 of 21. So 33% for him as well. You know, that's that's the issue is we had so many opportunities to score, we just blew them. And some of them were, were layups, you know, literally layups, and we were missing them. So we'll adjust, and then we'll calm down and, and get into it. But I don't expect our big three to shoot an average of 35% for the rest of the, the way. I, I think they're going to be much better than that. You know, 13 offensive rebounds for Jonas was huge. We just got to convert them, and, uh, and we'll be okay. Herb Jones battled all day. He had five points, three rebounds. Wasn't uh, hugely effective. Two of eight shooting, um, but his defense was just outstanding. You know, we we give him Devin Booker. Devin Booker disappeared in that second half. Didn't see anything of him. Uh, and, you know, he um, he did that job. He was great. They were switching to make sure that he couldn't get on Chris Paul at different times. And uh, I take my hat off to Herb because he battled. He did every, He did his job. He's not expected to go out there and score 30 points a game. He's out there to defend the best player, and uh, he tried his best. So he's as important to us as Mikael Bridges is to them. So uh, he was very good. Jackson Hayes, again, only 11 minutes. Got exploited a bit by the smaller lineup they run with Crowder at the four. Uh, he was, um, I don't know, he was, he, he's a, the thing about Jackson is he's not a self-starter. You have to get him going in the game. So if you don't give him the ball, to then get in a position to succeed, then he comes pretty much null and void, which is not a knock on him. That's just the player that he is. He needs people to put him in uh, positions to be successful, and a lot of our players do. What happened is, even though he's the fifth option on that on the court there, he had four points, had one rebound, but sort of was just floating in no man's land. He wasn't doing those backdoor cuts. I don't think he felt like the ball was going to come to him if, or he would be rewarded. Uh, which is difficult because he's been playing that uh, floating four all year, which is oh, well since January, and he's been fantastic at it. So uh, they've got to they've got to figure out what they want to do there. Whether the first two players go through Jackson Hayes or something like that to get him going, uh, get a bit of momentum because we know when he does the big dunks or the big blocks, you know he is he is fantastic and, and gets everyone else going. But uh, they've got to figure that out. There's a question mark there at the minute, and I don't know what the answer is as to how to get him going, but. Uh, perhaps running some schemes for him, getting a few backdoor lobs, or or um, you know him attacking the offensive glass would be good. I, I don't know, but hopefully he can um, he can work it out because it's important to what we do. Uh, off the bench, the second line, Trey Murphy with twenty five minutes, just short of twenty six. He had six points, four rebounds, three assists. We saw that he was a bit jittery in the first half. Airballed a couple of threes, came back, splashed a couple at the end uh, down the stretch. And he's going to be very important to us. We saw that in the broadcast. Uh, when he, when he, we go as he goes off the bench. He was, um, he was really good defensively. There was a couple of breakdowns that Larry Nance sort of got into him about, which I didn't really like. The I suppose the abrasiveness that Larry came across with. Again, you know, you're in the heat of the battle, toughen up. But um, I don't think we're about that. And it was a little bit like, oh, hang on, let's just 
communicate and we'll fix it on the next play. So um, it was a bit where Jose had to come in and sort of break him up, which was a bit strange. But um, regardless, Larry off the bench, 19 points, had 14, uh, 19 minutes, sorry, 14 points, six rebounds, three assists and a steal. Solid. It was all in the second half that he really uh, impacted the game. Uh, switched out. There was a bit where he just got torched by Chris Paul on the switch. But that's what Chris Paul does. So we need to make sure that we don't put Larry Nance in a position where he can just get torched by a point guard who's, I don't know, what, nine inches shorter than him. So uh, all in all, great game. He's been very good his last two. And he's going to be very important when they go small with the Tory Craig lineup and um, with when they go a bit smaller rather than running that JaVale McGee uh, on Jonas, we, we play Larry Nance. He's a bit more athletic and doesn't get dunked on. Uh, he's able to recover and can switch a bit more uh, than Jonas does. Uh, Najee Marshall, 15 minutes, played with some intensity, loved it, did everything that he was asked to do, uh, three of four shooting, had six points and and had a crack. And in that third quarter, he was big because he put a rocket up, guys. He wanted to push the ball. He was attacking. He's not scared of anyone. I think that's something that uh, was very obvious is that he will literally look, I don't know, you look Michael Jordan in the eyes and go at him. Like, he doesn't care. He just knows that there's a rim over there that he needs to get the ball in, and he's going to attack it. And I, I like that about Najee. I think uh, when he plays, uh, we have some real fire about us, and he's a great uh, off-the-bench player where he, he is a self-starter. He gets the ball, he runs, and attacks, and you know he gets downhill, which I think at times is very important. Uh, Jose, 14 minutes, uh, had three points, and one rebound... No assists in this one. He did tweak his ankle, so I don't know what happened there, but he was one of four shooting. Um, they gave him a minus nine in his plus minus as all the advanced stats sort of carry on. But he was um, he was solid. He was he was guarding Chris Paul like his life depended on it. Went to Devin Booker at different points as well. And there was a play where there was a lob to, I think it was to Aiton or JaVale, and Jose just backed into it like, most courageous backing into this seven footer and just jumped up and knocked the uh, knocked the lob out of his hands and we got a ball out of it. It was just fantastic to see uh, Jose being able to recognise that his big man's been caught in no man's land and he needed to step up and and impact that play and he did. So defensive instincts are just fantastic. That's uh, honestly the second line was really good. Uh, Devontae Graham played ten minutes and didn't score one rebound, one assist, zero of two shooting. And his confidence is a bit shot at the minute. You can see that uh, the the shot isn't falling and perhaps he's trying to force it a bit too much because he knows that his minutes are limited. Uh, down the stretch, he was big in that third quarter, uh, part of the bench brigade as well. But um, yeah, unfortunately, the box score doesn't really give him the credit that he, that he probably had. And there were also points where they would attack him on defense, which makes it tough because he's a smaller shooting, uh, shooting guard. And, and when they can rotate onto a smaller guy they attack him and if he's not hitting shots back it makes it very very difficult to play him I don't know whether or not he remains in the rotation perhaps he does because that veteran presence but yeah it's there's some hard decisions to make uh, for Willie Green regarding Devontae Graham no doubt so uh, that being said I'm going to actually just before we jump to the break Booker had 25, Chris Paul had 37 rebounds, 10 assists, he was unbelievable. Aiton had 21 and 9, and they were their big three uh, that contributed. So, that being said, we will come back after the break, do our three key takeaways, and talk about what we need to do to adjust for Game 2. We will be right back after this.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So thank you very much to our sponsors, mybookie.ag. If you need to do your online betting, go and do it at mybookie.ag. The code is ethos. When you sign up, that will give you 100% deposit match bonus on the third page of sign up. Treat yourself. You can go and do parlays. You can do your uh, casino betting, whatever your heart desires. Bet on sports, but do it at mybookie.ag. And of course, gamble responsibly. In addition, if you need a shave, go and check out manscaped.com. All your grooming needs, whether that's for your face or otherwise, go and check out Manscaped. It has all of the different various utensils to uh, shave your face and, uh, well, for your shaving needs indeed. Uh, Whether that be moisturizers, the shavers, the Lawnmower 4.0 is alive and well. You can go and check that out. And the Weed Whacker as well is over there. So check those out. Use the code ethos20 at checkout that will give you 20% off and free shipping which is not a bad little discount particularly if you need to get a shaver or moisturizer or a pair of jocks or whatever you want over there go and check it out and tell them sports ethos sent you by using that code ethos2020 on the end of that and you need to protect your identity online expressvpn.com our uh VPN sponsor, I guess. So go and check out expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball and that will take you to a special discount that will give you an extra three months on a 12-month subscription. Uh, If you sign up for 12 months, you get 15. Not bad. Uh, Check that out. Let them know that Sports Ethos sent you and um, protect your identity online. Use it for League Pass. Use it for Netflix. All that sort of carry on. You can do it and it's easy to use. So check it out. expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball. And finally, our daily fantasy partner is ThriveFantasy.com. Use the code ETHOS when you sign up, and that will give you a 100% deposit match bonus and two or four free game tickets. Not bad if you do a bit of daily fantasy and you're pretty handy at it. Would have been good to have Jonas today. Probably uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul as well wouldn't have been anything to poke a stick at. So go and do it over at Thrive Fantasy. Uh, Get that 100% deposit match bonus with the code ETHOS and let them know that we sent you. Now back to your regular programming. So welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle here as per the norm. Uh, We're going to do our three key takeaways. So number one, this is a learning experience. Half of our team haven't been here before. We have a run through our roster. Who's been to the playoffs before? CJ has. Jonas has. Who else? Tony Snell. Temple, and what, Larry Nance? 
There's not many players that have been there. I don't know if Graham has, probably has as well. Uh, but there's a whole heap of players that haven't been there before. And including your coach, as a head coach, he hasn't been to the playoffs before. So all of this is a learning experience. They've never been in a, a playoff atmosphere before. Whether the play-in counts as a playoff game, well, it doesn't statistically. It also doesn't count because it's not a game of, it's not a, a chess game of seven. You know, you, you can't make those adjustments. It's win or go home. This is the opportunity that you get at least four games. So after game one, you make adjustments. Game two, you make adjustments. Game three, you make adjustments. Game four, you make adjustments. Two of those games are in your home court when you're in your own bed. You know, there are so many opportunities here for growth. We saw it in the second half. The guys realized, well, hang on. What if we start doing some things that actually we like to do and we know can upset other players, being the opposition? And that's what we did. We adjusted. We played with energy, played with pace, and we shocked them. It's all learning. We saw it in the uh, the post-game speech by Willie Green after the Clippers win. You know, we threw darts at the board. We shuffled the chess pieces. We moved things around. We, we rolled the dice on some things. Those are all learning. We're all, they're all still learning. And, and we can't discount who we're playing. This is the number one seed in the whole Western Conference, the best team in the league, 60-plus wins. They were massive. That was a franchise record for how many wins they had for, for the Phoenix Suns. They're unreal. They went to the finals last year and, and went to six games against Giannis. You know, that bloke's a machine. So we can't discount how we managed to lose by purely 11 points down by 25 and managing to respond and slapping him in the third quarter. It wasn't just, it wasn't just a, uh, a, little ga- a little clawback, a, a moral victory. No, we put him to the sword. And it wasn't until Chris Paul went Hall of Fame mode and had to drag him back. Perhaps we didn't adjust quick enough, but that's a learning thing. We know what Chris Paul's going to do. And I think that that has to be the key takeaway. Number one is that we learn from this and we grow. And while it might not win us a championship this year, touch wood, maybe it does. Maybe we come back and win the next four. And we go on and we win 16 games and win a championship. It's about growth. And growth isn't linear, but it all is the, the sum of experience. Remember when we were getting flogged back at the start of the season, we sat there and going, oh, we need to do X, Y, Z. We need to get the young guys playing. This is a lost season. Well, we put all these young guys in these situations so that when it comes crunch time, they're ready to go. Trey Murphy's hitting three-pointers in the playoff game. He was sitting on the bench a couple of months ago. So it is, um, all of this is a learning experience. And, and whether or not we win a game in this, well, I want us to. I want us to win. I'm not writing anything off and I'm not saying, oh, you know, moral victories and all that sort of stuff. No, I want to win. But there's also a lot more beyond that to um, to take from this, which I, I think is, is imperative for our success going forward. Uh, also, key takeaway number two, uh, in-game adjustments probably need to happen a little bit quicker. I think now that we've we've settled that first uh, game and, and seen what they want to do, but they play very similar to us. They're just better at it because they've been doing it longer. Um, we need to adjust and, and I suppose, uh, reset. And, and in game, where Monty Williams starts doing his wizardry, coaching wizardry, we've got to respond. And if that means call a timeout and just take stock, then do it. Just kill the momentum and do it quickly. Don't let Chris Paul get 15 points straight. If he hits the three, 
uh, all power to him. Hits a second one, timeout. Don't care. Pull the cord. Because that's what they did to us. They were happy to just knock us on the head and, and kill our momentum. You know, DeAndre Ayton literally rolled around on the ground, holding his face like it had fallen off. Uh, you know, like, that killed the momentum. So, uh, in-game adjustments, whether that is, okay, hang on, Devontae Graham's not the right defender in this situation, or Najee Marshall overreacted on this play, or Trey Murphy and Larry Nance had a tiff there because they didn't communicate. Well, drag the guys back and remind them. That's what you do at training. So, while it's a learning experience, in-game adjustments are going to be very important because a game is a sum of its moments, a sum of its possessions. So, uh, that'll be very, very key going forward. Uh, finally, just got to be loving uh, playoff Pelicans. It's just fantastic. I mean, how good is the playoffs? I, I watch basketball from sun up to sun down just about. Well, for me, it's about 7 a.m. through to about lunchtime. And it's just awesome to have playoff basketball back and to have your team in it, knowing what they've been through to be here. I mean, come on. This is the best time of year. And, and, um, yeah, I'm so proud that our team's a part of it. So, with that being said, they're the three key takeaways. Uh, before we wrap up, we'll just preview the next game. Same thing, back at Phoenix. You've had a night, uh, a couple of nights rest now. You won't have to fly. Same place. Uh, and we take them on. We take them head on. We need to start fast. We need to play together. We need to start, let our defense channel into our offense. Start at the defensive end, expend all your energy there, and the offense will come. The easier offense will come. And guarantee it, because it'll disrupt what they want to do and have them thinking about the Pels on the other end. When their shots are falling, don't give up. Keep fighting, because our shots will start falling. We're not going to shoot 30% again, touch wood. I think the guys are too too much pride to let that happen again. So uh, it'll come together, but we just need to start it at the defensive end and and, and play together and really dig in because we can beat them. They, they, they don't scare us. And I think that was very obvious in that third quarter that they're just as vulnerable as any other team in this league. It's happened before. They showed the graphics. In 2003, three uh, eight seeds are beaten the first uh, the first seed. Warriors beat the Mavericks. Grizzlies, I think, beat the Spurs. Uh, there was someone else, but I forget them. Uh, so there was the three teams and then it could be us. We don't know. But we've got to have a crack and we've got to dig in. So uh, looking forward to that uh, on Tuesday night. Now, coming up on our pod, before we wrap up, we're going to have special guests uh, tomorrow. Um, yeah, we have very special guests. The Pels 12 we will be joined by. So a few representatives from there. I won't give away who, but uh, we will be chatting to them. Uh, that will be I'm recording that tomorrow morning. So it'll come out tomorrow night, I guess. Double episode on one day. Oh, you lucky ducks. Uh, so look forward to that. And we're going to be chatting about, well, just about everything. Probably the Pels, how the uh, Pels 12 is formed and its um, ambitions and aspirations and all of the great thing they're doing over there. So look forward to that. Otherwise, I'm going to put a pin in it. Go Pels, as always. This has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank. At Ethos Pels is the show. Uh, Ethos Pelicans, pardon me, is the show. And at Lyle Swithenbank. Stay safe and we'll have a chat, well, later on. Bye for now.
save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.